1: Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Welcome back to Dwayne's World. Always great to have so many of your calls and your texts. Always great to have superstars like Chris Anstey on the program to talk all things basketball. He's, uh, I think, heading to Auckland to have another in-depth little chat with the locals with Dirt Nowitzki. So uh, I've been lucky enough to grab him for a couple of minutes before he boards. Welcome to you, Chris. Great to have you back on.
0: Thanks, Dwayne. Yep, jumping on a plane and Abe uh, Dirk's across in Auckland. So we'll do one more little event with him and he'll take off. But it's, nah, it's been great to have him. But uh, I suppose more importantly, great that the, uh, the NBL season's coming to a head. It's, it's been fantastic and a uh, really exciting time in basketball in Australia right now.
1: Yeah, perfect finish too with uh, so many teams available in this last round to to make it. So many different connotations. Um Kings are obviously the favourites in most people's eyes. Who's the biggest threat to them, do you think?
0: You know, we, ch- we chatted a few weeks ago, and I still think the South East Melbourne Phoenix are, if Ryan Brockhoff's back. Uh, the Cairns Taipans fans have been loud in you know their support of their team to beat Sydney without Keanu Pinder, who's out to the year with a broken orbital bone. I-, I don't see them being able to get it done. I don't see New Zealand, when it really matters, being consistent enough. Um, look, for, for me, the South East Melbourne Phoenix looked like getting in and probably finishing fifth. So they've got their work ahead of them and, and they still need to get in. But, you know, their size, their athleticism, their, their ability to match up with sydneys probably, for me, uh, the biggest danger to the Kings. But you're right, the Kings deserve to be short-price favourite and someone's going to have to play really, really well to knock them off.
1: Yeah, you're right about New Zealand. We saw the worst of them and the best of them against one of the worst teams in the cop last night, Illawarra, but they did get the job done, so I suppose the win is the win. What about the Wildcats? They seem to be able to score 100, but other teams seem to be able to score more than 100 against them.
0: And it's a really different uh, identity to what they've been traditionally. They're, they've been renounced that hard-nosed defensive uh, toughness, and, and that was led by Damian Martin, and he's not there anymore, but I think there has to be credit go to John really where any good coach will put in a game plan for a team dependent on the personnel they've got. And I think he's put in place the right strategy for, for the current team. So uh, they're fun to watch. And history tells us last year, they lost their last game against the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix to miss the players for the first time in over 30 years. And they get two swings at it this year. They've got two home, home games. Uh, against the top two teams, and they need to win one to get in. So if they lose both and Melbourne can beat Adelaide, that, that's the only way United get in outside of a 40-point win. But, uh, look, I, I just think Perth will find a way to, as I said, Keanu pinders out and Perth match up really well against them. I, if they don't get that done, I can't see Sydney going across to Perth, having locked up top spot and playing all of their starters, starters minutes. I just think they'll they'll get through their rotations a bit more You know, in a bit more relaxed manner and, you know, Perth may be playing for their play-in and then play-off life. So, look, I can't see Perth dropping both games. I think they'll find their way into the playoffs, which unfortunately for Melbourne United fans, uh, probably means that they'll miss out after a really tough season, a, a really tough season with a lot of injuries.
1: So are you okay if they use injury as an excuse? They lost Matthew Della Vidova, Jack White's importance. Now you don't know what you've got till it's gone sometimes. You could say that about Joe Luala Chewell and you could probably say it about Jock Landale who they lost a season and a half ago. So um, are you allowing injury to be their excuse or do they need yeah. to look deeper?
0: No, look, you've mentioned three. They've lost a lot of talent. But the other one that I think was ready to step up and have a great year was Ariel Huckporty who would have been their starting Four or five, and he's missed the entire season. Uh, Shay Ellie, who I think's you know the heartbeat of that team and you know, the guy that makes their, their team tick on both ends, offensively and defensively, he's only played 14 of the 28 games and has been. You know, our thoughts go to him and hope that that concussion and his head's okay. But yeah, it is like I absolutely. Love it. And i will never call it an excuse. I'd like to think of it more as a reason. Um, and and even as is, they'll only miss by percentage, I believe. But uh, look, (laughs) the the different rumours around United, they're fine. Uh, Dean Vickerman's a great coach. The coaching staff do it the right way. The club does it the right way. Um, Yeah, I think there's certainly a reason, and on top of that, testament to the depth of talent within the NBL. But we always said there's going to be some really good teams miss out on the playoffs, and it looks like United might be one of them this season.
1: A young guy you've had an influence on and continues to start, Josh Giddey. As we talk some NBA, um, I think he had 28 and 8 yesterday, so threatened another triple double. His team's not winning as much as he'd like it to, but you know, even against guys like Steph Curry, he's really performing well.
0: Yeah, I don't know if I, if I've had an influence on him. I, I, I coached the state team he was on for about a week. Um, no, he's incredible, and look, he's one of his, The most exciting, he's a part of one of the most exciting day courts in the NBA NBA with Shea Gildas Alexander and really exciting ideas floating around about who may join them uh, to probably fast track their, I suppose, their quest to be a, a playoff and then a championship contender. I think they're probably a couple of years ahead of where they thought they might be. It wouldn't surprise me to see them make a move before the trade deadline and bring in you know, a four-man like John Collins and really bolster that front court that they have and look to bring in a wing, and a, you know, a three and D-type wing uh, to help those two guards out. If they don't do it before the trade deadline, you know, they're not going to cha- threaten for a championship this year. They'll certainly do it in the off-season, but just so much fun to watch an NBA club build around one of our Australians. We've only ever seen that... Well, we've, we've seen it with Andrew Bogut. We've seen it with Ben Simmons, and to see it around... Josh Giddey now, it's, yeah, he's one of the best in the
1: league and will, will be one of the best in the league in time. So how are we looking for Paris next year, Chris? Because we do uh, ben, have the core there. I'm not sure how, how Ben Simmons is going to go in the lead up and how he's going at the moment is probably another talking point. But are we looking okay? We're looking great. Uh, you know, To what we had last year, we
0: had Josh, we had Dyson Daniels
1: uh, you know,
0: in the backcourt and Whoever, you know, whoever of that backcourt doesn't quite get there, whether through age or injury or just being outplayed by these two guys, which is, you know, nothing to, to be ashamed of. Look, the, the backcourt will probably be even more improved than what it was uh, in our bronze medal winning game. But, you know, the frontcourt, we, we hope that Aaron Baines can get back to the sort of level of basketball that we know he can play and be involved in, in some sort of role. Jock Landale's improved a lot. You know, we're probably Xavier Cooks. I think is someone else who's going to make a real strong case to play for the Boomers. So, you, know, you mentioned Ben Simmons. I don't think uh, that we need to take both Ben Simmons and Xavier Cooks. You know, they, they do in some ways play very similarly now. And you know what, Ben Simmons is, is has been one of the best players in the NBA. But I will tell you what, it'd be a tough decision if I was a coach because I know what the safer bet is and. You know, I know the guy that's going to turn up every day and not have an excuse. And if it was me, uh, I'd be taking Xavier Cooks in that spot because I don't think you can have both of them in that team.
1: Which is a big statement. But Ben had this spike in form, what, a month or so ago. And it. what, I don't know, have you read into it? Have you spoken to Dirk? What's happened since?
0: No, look, it's... The, the, the... Luke Longley, I think, said a best is that, that Ben's just got to find his love of basketball and have had the right people around him. And we all thought that that might have been the boomers leading into Tokyo, but unfortunately it wasn't. We may end up finding that it still becomes the boomers at some stage down the track, but it's high risk. Um, having said that, high risk, probably high reward at that level as well. But, um, look, I, I, for me, Xavier Cooks has consistently done enough to prove that he's one of the best four men in in the NBL, uh, he hasn't really had his shot internationally yet, so I suppose that's the only unknown within this. But, look, I'd love to see him pull on a boomer's uniform, and you know, at some level, you need someone who's going to turn up and compete. You know exactly what you're going to get every single practice, every single game, and
1: for me, that's Xavier Cooks at the moment. Through the NBA, do you think he's going to be there next season? I, I don't think so. Um, I, I just, unfortunately, don't think he shoots the ball well enough yet. and there've been
0: different players over the years that that's been the one part that, yeah, they probably haven't, it's probably held them from being an NBA athlete, uh, even as far back as Sam McKinnon. But, you know, Xavier Cooks is an incredible athlete. He's high IQ. He he matches up really well in this league. And, you know, once you get to the NBA, you know, everyone's that athletic. Um, Everyone's that bouncy and a lot of high IQ over there. And, To be on a good team over there, you just need to be able to consistently shoot the perimeter jump shot out to the three-point line in the NBA. But if he can demonstrate that he's able to do that consistently, and I'm sure he's going to put in a lot of work every offseason. If he can do that, then he becomes an NBA athlete. But until then, I I know that that's the big question mark that the teams have over him.
1: Hey, before I let you go, quick one. The All-Australian for the AFL is still a panel that decides it. In the NBA, the MVP is essentially a media vote. Members of a large panel of sports writers and broadcasters vote. Um, do you like the system? Is it a good system? In the NBA, look, I think everybody needs
0: to say, I like the mix, but you know, coaches and players, uh, an independent panel uh, that sees every single game. What I do think is that, It's surprising that they've uh, announced the finalists for for an MVP award and all of the different awards with three rounds to go. And so after the awards were announced, Xavier Cooks had a triple-double. After the awards were announced, Mitch Creek had 25. So I'd like to see every single game taken into consideration before we even announce the nominees. I I just think that's the fairest way. Um, With regard to some of the others, I think there has to be a minimum criteria. I love Shea Illion. We've mentioned how important he is to United that he's missed half the season and probably, and he may or may not agree, but probably shouldn't have made the list of nominees for the Defensive Player of the Year having missed half the year. I think Justin Simon at the Sydney Kings would consider himself very unlucky not to have made that last three given he's on the best team in the league and uh, they were not represented in that award. So, look, there's still a few wrinkles to iron out. The NBL has done a lot right uh they'll probably uh tinker with it next year i'm sure but i think at the very least they need to wait until the regular season's done before they announce the individual award nominees
1: yeah i'm agreeing with you on that 100 percent. hey what about the nba though the the fans have 10 percent of the vote for the all-star game and the mvp for the nba is voted on by media um how are you seeing that as a system as well? Do you like it? Do you not like it? They seem to come up with a pretty good like uh, NBA MVP winner every year.
0: Yeah, I think they've got the MVP right. And I think there's, you know, there are literally millions of dollars that go into that. So that needs to be independent. Uh, with regard to the All-Star game, Yeah, I do like that the fans get a vote. But you see some players who have had horrendous years or in fact not even played a game just picked because people are used to voting for them as their favourite players. So, look, I, I don't mind the fans getting a vote for the All-Star game because at the end of the day, the game means nothing. Uh, it's a game for the fans. But, you know, the days where you have triple votes and the, the club's getting VPNs and putting in hundreds of thousands of votes, I just don't think it's accurate. If they're going to do that, just make it accurate so that the right
1: players play in the right game. I'll let you get on the plane, Chris. Great to have a chat to you. Always great to be able to pick your brain. So, uh, thanks for joining me. Cheers, Dwayne. Chris Anstey joining us. Two-time NBL MVP, NBA star, uh, Gaze medal winner. I can rattle off the teams that he's been a star at, and uh, it's great to have him as a star in the media these days. Chris Anstey joining us. A few of your calls straight after this little break. one 736 736 If you've got a thought on any of that, back to your calls next on Dwayne's World.